Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I'm joined today by Laura DeFranco. Laura DeFranco is the CEO of Brave Healer Productions, which is an award-winning publisher for holistic health and wellness professionals. And Laura is also an MFR therapist. Laura, welcome to the show. How are you? I am great, Heather. I'm really excited that you're having me on today. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Why don't you share with the audience like your journey to becoming an MFR therapist and then also like fill us in on what you're up to nowadays? Oh my gosh, my MFR journey. I feel like I'm so old when I say I I did it for 30 years, (laughs) but that's the case. So I was so lucky, you guys, because as a student of physical therapy, we had a guest instructor once upon a time and they happened to be MFR. I'm like, as a student, right? And this was, I don't know, however many millions of years ago. So when I learned about it, I was hooked right away and I got to graduate and go right in to continuing education. I feel like I'm so lucky that that was my journey, that I got to know it so soon in my, you know, my healthcare journey. So that's kind of the beginning of the story. Awesome. So you practiced MFR, then what led you to be doing what you're doing? You want to kind of explain what you do now? (laughs) So I've been writing since I was a teenager and I've been an avid journaler all my life. When I opened up my physical therapy practice, I started blogging. I wanted to write and educate people about all the fun things, right? So I was, of course, doing my holistic alternative kinds of therapies, the MFR, some craniosacral, everything else in between. And I really wanted to write and share information so that people could understand what was possible for healing. I started publishing my own books. I started teaching classes. I started to realize like I knew a thing or two and then wanted to help other people publish. And today I'm a retired physical therapist and a full-time, 150% full-time publisher for my healer friends. I feel like I was born to be part translator to help people understand the healer language, the healer speak in a way that they could get excited and be like, oh, okay, I've been to 10 doctors, nothing's working, and this person might have the answer, right? Like, I want people to understand what is possible for healing. MFR is one of those things that taught me that. Mm-hmm. And I know that you all practice it, you know, for that's probably one of the reasons you practice it because you get such amazing, effective, long lasting relief with those modalities. 
Well, I was kind of like, all right, it's time to shout this to the world. Like, how can we do this? Let's do books. Let's do blogs. Let's build our businesses, all the good things. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. Very interesting. It's kind of a fun transition out of like the hands-on practice into like, what's next? What does the next 30, 40 years of your life look like? And how can it be the most fun? And how can you help the most people? So I think this is a great situation for healers to be able to work with you and get their books published. I know you're also a prolific author. So do you want to talk about maybe your favorite books you've written and published or kind of like give us a sense of how many books you've written? Thank you for asking that. I've written 13 of my own solo books at this point. I know that bio that you read is a little old. I think it says 10, but I just published a book called Networking for Healers a couple few weeks ago. That was a passion project, y'all, because the networking has changed my business. It helped me bring a business to empire level. And I was a person who back then when I had my PT practice and I was doing all the things, man, I hated networking with a capital H hated it. And I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do anything related to networking. And that was because I was taught it wrong. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really taught how to do it in the best, most awesome, effective way, which is really about building relationships with people that you want to help. So, you know, I'll give Donnie Bovine a little shout out today because he helped teach me networking in such an impactful way that I wanted to write a book about it. So that's one of the things that I've been up to in the book world. I wrote a book called How to Have Fun with Your Fear. Mm -hmm. And that's mindset. That's like, hey, that fear of not good enough that you're feeling it's boring. Like, mm -hmm. let's change the world. Let's get your message out there. So that was one of my the favorite books that I actually wrote. And Brave Healing, I should probably tell the world about the book called Brave Healing, right? My signature, yeah. first signature book. That one was the first time that I really wanted to give the world an idea of who I was as a person, a little bit memoir and a little bit teaching. And they call these kinds of books teaching memoirs because you all are experts and masters at what you do. You want to teach people what to do, but there's also that personal story mm -hmm. behind it. And so that book was a little half and half. And I won't go on to tell you all the other, you know, 13 books, but those are some of my favorites. Okay. I love it. <laughs> what was it like for you to actually write or like come up with the idea and put the book into the world? What was that process like for you? So with that question, I will get back to the first time I did it, which <laughs> was a book called Living, Healing, and Taekwondo. So I'm a <laughs> martial artist, a third degree <laughs> black belt in Taekwondo. And we were actually looking for an activity for my son to do when he was like five and a half, right? And we walked into a Taekwondo class. And at that point I had been teaching and writing and doing all the things. And if you asked my friends and family, they would have told you, I talked about writing a book for like a decade and never did it. But after we watched this Taekwondo class together, we, we left and I looked down at him and I'm like, well, do you want to do this? And he looks up at me and he says, well, I'll do it if you do it, mom. And six years later, we earned our black belts together. Wow. And I wrote my first book. And so 
what I knew was like, I had been journaling throughout those six years because I had journaled all the time for everything, every, almost every year of my life, right? I looked back at it. We had this amazing accomplishment together. I looked at my journals and I'm like, whoa, this book has already been written. Here it is right here in these pages, right? So that was exciting. I had the idea. Then I had to finish the manuscript and I had to get it into the world. And I was convinced that my mom and my BFF were the only two people that in the world that read that book. <laughs> sure, <laughs> so sure. All the imposter syndrome stuff starts to, you know, get, go into your head. And it was really wasn't that bad. It was a wonderful book, but I have actually since rewritten and republished that first book, baby. Cool. <laughs> what are the reasons behind doing that? Like rewriting a book and republishing it? <laughs> so I was divorced in there mm -hmm. and I actually changed a couple of ways that I wrote about those stories. I paid more attention to some things, some sections that were in the book. I wanted to change the cover. That could be one reason you republish a book alone is you want to sort of breathe some life into that cover, change it. You know, we all evolve and change ourselves. And I think that's one thing that paralyzes people from writing books to begin with because they're afraid they'll change their mind or whatever. And I always say, well, that's what book number two is for you guys. Like, just move it on, right? Let's do book number two, number three. But the bigger reason for that one is because I didn't know what I didn't know back with that first book. I didn't know how to launch. I barely knew how to publish. I barely knew anything about anything. And I trusted a company who it was a little bit transactional. I got some of what I paid for, but not really what I expected. And I didn't have a great experience. Mm -hmm. And so later I learned a thing or two and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to republish this thing and we're going to have an amazing launch that's well-supported community building. And it was, and I'm so glad I did it, you mm -hmm. know, cause you look at republishing a book and you're like, Oh, the work, that I have to do again, right? And you, mm -hmm. you kind of talk yourself out of it. But I'm really glad I was coached to do it and I'm glad I did it. Awesome. Yeah, I think people, I wrote, I don't know if you know this, but I wrote a book in 2020 and published it. I self-published it. And I think I would do things totally different now. You know, it was just kind of like one of those things where I was like, I, I have this idea, I'm writing this, I'm like relaunching my career as the MFR coach, no longer in practice, you know, I'm going to be a business coach now. So I wrote, wrote a book basically like how people could create their MFR businesses. And I love the book, but what's in the book from 2020 is totally different information than what I teach now in 2023. And so like, it's going to have to be rewritten or I'm just going to have to write another book. But I think my thoughts then was like, and I think this is useful for people that are thinking about writing books is like that perfectionist attitude or the idea that it's so much work. It's so much work when you think about all of the steps involved, but when you start executing the steps, it's a different thing. And like when you have a clear vision of what you want to do, it's much easier to get out into the world when you're not hung up in like, this is just going to take forever and I don't know what I'm doing and da 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 da. Like you could literally write all the content for a book in a weekend if you have a mind that can do that. And you can, you know, there's so many options for getting books out into the world nowadays. I'm fascinated though, with like this idea of being a publishing company, like tell me more 
about that. Like I've self-published on Amazon. Weehaw! Like that's the extent I know about publishing. Like what, what goes into being a publisher? So first of all, I would, you know, highly suggest you do second revised edition of, of your book. And this mm-hmm. is, it's such a great reason that information has changed. You've got updated information. You have more information. You mm-hmm. have the stuff you learned in the last few years that you would, would have added to the book had you had it in the Well, book, yeah, I'd right? never coached a person when I wrote that. Now I've coached hundreds of people. So exactly. It's a little the different ex- learning. Curve. It is. Yeah. The experiences yeah. and even just some of the stories will be mm-hmm. awesome. So you know, when you're ready to do second edition, hit me up. Okay. All right. And that's a great reason to do it. And, you know, because of all the things that I learned the hard way, and I just wanted to pay forward what I know now, being a publishing company, but really specifically for my health and wellness practitioner friends. We've got a children's book arm and we are now doing brave business books, but Mm -hmm. all of that stuff with Brave Healer Productions is because we sit as a publishing company on the foundation that of the idea that writing and sharing and publishing your work is a healing journey. And so becoming a a publisher, I don't know, those pieces were natural. I could teach people what to do. Amazon bestselling author to me is kind of easy at this point. And really Mm -hmm. it's about now what after that? So that's great. It's great to have that check mark off your list that you're an Amazon bestselling author and then, then what? Like, let's build mm-hmm. your business. Let's build your community. Let's get your legacy out there. This is big mm-hmm. potato stuff to me beyond publishing. So it was fun to create a publishing company that really had all the components I knew were missing from my past experiences. When I went out to, I self-published, I had a hybrid publisher do one of my books. I had Balboa Press Hay House's self-publishing company do one of my books. I had an agent for a year. I started to talk to book coaches and publishing coaches. And, you know, like I said, I learned a thing or two. So now it's like, all right, how can I help someone else do this and not make all those mistakes mm-hmm. and really have it be something they're not only proud of, but that starts to monetize their business and leave that legacy in a, in a big way. So mm-hmm. it's fun. We're having fun yeah, here. That's really cool. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking like, oh, it never even occurred to me to launch my book. And when I launched my podcast, like I was so unfamiliar with what launching was, like how to leverage this big announcement or this big thing coming into the world. Like I just was completely clueless. So it is kind of one of those things where you live and learn over the lifetime of your business and you keep reinventing how you do things. I think it's important to point out, like no matter what project you've already put out into the world, whether it's a book or a podcast or your MFR business, like you can always relaunch it. You can always announce it to the world in a new way and get support doing that. And I think the more purposeful we are when we do things, the better result we have, right? Like things can go fine. Like self-publishing has been fine. I never really released my book to make a lot of money. And I think that that thought is a money blocking avenue to making money, right? And I think a lot of people have that. And so now it's really a matter of it's safe to make money from the work that you produce in the world. And two, it's safe to ask for help in getting 
the results that you want. You know, you just fast track your way to the top or you fast track your way to having an empire type career business company. Imagine always knowing what to say to your clients, what to ask to understand what they want and always getting the rebook. Imagine the results your clients will have when they work with you to get out of pain and back to active lifestyles because you know exactly how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Imagine never stressing over late cancels or no-shows because you've set up all your policies in advance. Imagine the confidence of knowing that clients come to you from anywhere and everywhere and you have a fully booked schedule. These things are the reality that you create when you are inside my 12-month coaching program. This program is designed to help you create a six-figure MFR business. MFR therapists inside the program are changing the face of our industry, one business at a time. We are making MFR mainstream by ensuring MFR therapists never under-earn or burn out. Join us today, www.themfrcoach.com forward slash coaching. Take this next step to your future business, the future of your business you never knew was possible. Let's do this together. Enrollment closes February 29th. Don't miss out on our limited time, six month payment plan. We'll see you inside. Tell me more about your empire that you've built. Well, so first, my favorite ever money mantra for all of you, and you can totally steal it, right? I love having enough time, money, energy, and resources to generously take care of myself <laughs> and everyone I love and serve. Yeah. So like, ooh, feel the abundance in that mantra, right? But it includes money. So I've done a lot of money work, y'all, like done a lot of work on these blocks and things. Yep. And why wouldn't you want to make more money with a book that you're putting out there? Because then you can serve from your overflowing cup yep. and you can give, right? I met a guy recently, speaking of the empire, Randy Molland, I'll give you a little shout out today because he has a company called Go Big to Give Big. Go mm -hmm. big so you can give big, you guys. And don't be afraid of partnering with people that will bust your little vision out into space, right? And make you think and dream bigger. And that's what I started to mm -hmm. do. So I had another coach. Great coaches have great coaches. So this one is of true. My, I, uh -huh. I pay a large portion of my business goes directly to fund my coaching yes. <laughs> that I get from other people. Yes. And it's important yeah. that we're supported and inspired also, mm -hmm. right? And we don't know it all, right? Just because you have a successful business or you're a coach to someone else does not mean you know it all. Of course. Yeah. So that coach said, have a vision big enough that other people want to help you build it. Mm -hmm. And Spicy. so when when I started to say, hey, we're waking the world up to what's possible for healing one brave word at a time, all my healers raised their hands. And of course they did, because they're all doing that also. Yeah. Right. And so I just offered a way that we could help each other do it, do it in a bigger way, do it together. That's way more fun. And you mentioned the launch. Yes, we could talk about launching a book a practice, an idea, a new workshop, a whatever. And there's so many creative ways to relaunch something and get the word out again. Mm -hmm. You know, new story, new tweak. 
new way to do it. So yeah, we teach people how to launch a book, but really we're teaching a community building launch strategy for anything. I love it. So creative, so creative. How far into book authorship were you when you were like, oh, I really want to go in this. And I maybe this is the wrong way of looking at it, but this like publishing kind of like helping people get their thing out into the world, launch their stuff. Like how far into it were you when you kind of like chose that path versus just like continuing to be an author and like publish your own books and get really good at that? Well, okay. So, you know, physical therapy was a 30 year career for me. I founded Brave Healer Productions in 2016, but I had been publishing my own stuff since 2012. Mm -hmm. I had been blogging since 2008. There was a lot of overlap with writing and then teaching and then doing things. You're so making me think of the day though, that I was at the Quantum Leap seminar and I got to stand up in the room full of 220 MFR practitioners and mm -hmm. share a poem that I had written. And Jude, if you're listening, thank you again. I thank her a lot in my writing for being the one to kind of tap me on the shoulder afterwards and say, hey, thank you for sharing your poem with us. And I tell everyone that's the day I became a poet. But it's also the day I realized that if I could be brave enough to share my words out loud in front of people, like everything could change, mm -hmm. right? And I started being less afraid of that career choice and that stuff that I wanted to do and just went for it. That was a big day for me. So that was, that's always a really fun story to tell. Just so you know, poetry. So we, we published 100 poems and possibilities for healing this week. That's so, so cool. Congratulations. Where can you. people find that? Amazon. You can pop over to Amazon and just type in 100 poems and possibilities and it'll come up. Um, okay. Do you want to share part of it with us? Yeah, that's not even the one that I'm going to oh. share. I guess the point of that is that poetry is one of the reasons I write. Yeah. And this was the first poetry collection that we published. And so I'm just really proud of everybody that said yes to that collaboration. And we're Very definitely cool. celebrating this week. But yeah. this one is called You Can. And right. this is morning poetry journaling for me. Okay. Okay. One warm golden pink beam pierces through spaces between the remaining leaves of ancient trees. Sacred spaces where the light shining through reminds you there's more to this world than hate and fear. Let your gaze steady there. Take a portrait shot, letting everything else blur for a moment. Your heart beats sure and loud, proud to sit open and reaching widening the circle of love. This practice is everything. The dream maker, the master manifester, the salve of all wounds, the way, the how, the reason you have a choice in the darkness. Sit here with me in the still silent haven. Build your nest. Be diligent about resting. Surrender into each feeling with curiosity and a deep pelvic bowl breath. Relax. Inspiration is right here. Stay a little longer than you're comfortable. Wait for what you know to show itself. It arrives unexpectedly as the golden pink turns into an orange glow, popping sparks of purpose as you stoke. 
stir and shake the old conditioned flakes of doubt, fear, and hate, yours or ours, and blend them into this pot of soul. Watch as the love melts around it all and something new takes shape. You are the master chef at this table today. You are the teacher, the guru, and the student, learning in every moment. Your creative beginner's mind finding time to be without any hints of wanting or wishing it different. Lean into the spaces within, traces of sorrow, anxious squeezes pressing on your heart. Release the bracing. Recognize who you are. Repeat a trillion times over if you must, because this might just change everything. You can change the world. So that's that poem for you. I love it. I think it's so perfect for MFR therapists. Right. Like it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you're listening. Please listen to that again, everybody. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I mean, that's thanks for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. All the poetry is inspired by the healing journey. Mm -hmm. And so I love sharing those. Um, that one isn't in the latest book, though, you guys, but there sure are a lot of other amazing poems in there. Oh, fun. Let's talk about your networking for healers. Tell me all about that. Networking for healers was really that book where I wanted you to know what was possible when you make connections and authentic relationships with perfect business partners who are working in collaboration. They have ditched the idea of competition and they're working in collaboration. So business relationships where I meet you, Heather, for a networking conversation and it's my job to know you so well and know your goals so well that I could make an introduction for you by the time we were finished chatting that day. Mm -hmm. And when I get to help you build your business, believe me, the energy is coming back to me, right? And it may not be through you. You know, if you're a believer in the law of attraction and manifesting and high vibe energy, it's coming back to me no matter what. It could be anybody that brings it back to me. But somebody said, hey, networking is helping other people build their businesses. It's not about selling your stuff. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, oh, I got it. And healers are perfect for networking. They hate it for the wrong reasons. They're already good at it. They're good listeners. They're good question askers. And they want to help people. Mm -hmm. Take all that stuff go out there and meet people that could be perfect business partners or collaborators and do the same thing. Listen well, ask great questions, figure out how you can help that person build their business. There it is right there. Mm -hmm. But I wrote yeah. a whole book about it. <laughs> I love so. that. I heard this one time about like going to like networking events that we all go there with this intention to sell what we have to everybody there. But right. if you pulled everybody in the room, exactly zero people went there to buy anything from anyone else because everybody went there with the same intention to sell, right? So it's like really deciding with this really good advice, like go there to listen, ask questions and see how you can help. And I think if we all did that in pretty much any space we show up in, it just makes everything better for everyone else, right? Because you're really listening to what someone has to offer. And then you're thinking like, oh, that would be good for my mom. That would be good for my son. That would be good for me. That'd be good for my grandma. That'd be good for my neighbor. 
instead of trying to push your own agenda. Like nobody wants an agenda pushed on them, but they do want people to know them deeply and understand them. Even when it's like in quick interactions, I think the more we can make someone feel seen and understood, the more likely it is that they're going to want to like be with us again, or they're going to remember us for creating that feeling for them. Yeah. By all means, you hit it on the head in multiple ways there. And it's energy. So we know Mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. So we go into that room with our little handful of business cards. And the goal is to hand them out and be empty by the end. And meanwhile, we come home with a stack full of business cards and no relationships. Yeah, it's such a waste of like an opportunity. Yeah. And business cards like... (laughs) I know. You so, gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love getting to know people at the next level. I try to take responsibility for getting to know them at the next level. And mm-hmm. I love being a connector. I am a super connector at this point. So when I'm asking the right questions and, and you, you said it, you know, my mom might need that. My neighbor might need that. Like I'm always listening to understand who might be helped by this person who has this mm-hmm. service, this offering, this thing that they're, they are yeah. selling, right? We need to figure out how to not be afraid of sharing ourselves and what we offer. But networking isn't always about that first. It's about that yeah. second. Yeah, it's not about getting, what can I get out of this? It's like kind of like, what can I create from this? Yes. What connections can I create? And then it's also kind of like none of our business how long the payoff takes or what the payoff is later, right? Like when you help someone, yes, I do believe that like comes back to you. It's just literally none of our business when that shows up to us in money, clients, or like an obvious payout, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think far too often calling you out, MFR therapists, like you think (laughs) if I go door to door with my business cards and I say X, Y, Z, then I'm going to turn around and have four people on my schedule. And that's literally just not how it works. You know, you're lucky if like one, if anybody at all from that kind of an interaction schedules with you. But when you do show up over and over again, but in a way of being helpful, of like telling your own personal story of, you know, making connections in people's brains, they're going to remember you eventually. And they're going to just naturally refer people to you like no strings attached. It's just like the most organic way of making relationships with people. Your dentist might not send anyone to you, but five years from now, you're going to pop into their head and they're going to be like, when they have their own TMJ problem, they're going to be like, oh, that one patient of mine is always talking about how she can help me. I'm like, I'm going to go to her. You know, you just, it's none of our business when that happens. And isn't that an MFR principle? Detach from the outcome, y'all. Like it's a business outcome too, and not just the physical or, you know, mind, body, soul outcome of your MFR, but it's detaching from the outcome of your action, period. Mm -hmm. And then putting that high vibe in there. And, you know, MFR therapists, who are the other possible perfect collaborators or business partners relationships that you can make those people who have offerings that your same audience purchases. And so when you make a really amazing business partner, sometimes you don't even know. So I go out there, I'll, I want to talk to everybody because mm-hmm. I don't even really know. I don't know them. Maybe they know someone who knows someone. I want to talk to everyone, right? I'm not going to yeah. close down. And even in some people say to me, well, are you going to talk to other publishers? Yeah. Mm-hmm, why not? 
there is not a competition thing here. Like how many people yeah. are in the world? You know, 8 billion now. <laughs> yeah. So there's enough. I don't need, you know, billions to really be abundant and have an amazing life. So let's talk publishers and let's see how we can collaborate and serve Mm -hmm. together in bigger ways, right? So even MFR to MFR therapists, same mindset. Yeah. You know, move into it, getting to know each other and how you can help each other. It's like, it's just- Yeah, big. it's not a competition. I think mm -mm. this is another mistake is like being in a town where there's multiple MFR therapists. First, like how lucky to be in a town with multiple MFR therapists. That is like the unicorn <laughs> like that is not a problem. That is that would I be like my dream. One of those. <laughs> well, that's my dream. I've always been like in isolation doing MFR, like having to drive two and a half, three hours one way to get it. So I really do think that it's not only beneficial for the businesses in those towns. I feel like you can all make the most money <laughs> because of this. And you can help the most people, and more people are just gonna know about it. like it's it makes it easier, not harder. That's my stance on it. And it's just not a competition. I think the sooner we decide that in all aspects, I think we're kind of groomed that everybody is a a competition, right? Or a threat to us, like in all aspects of our lives. So the more we can kind of untangle that and be like, this isn't actually a threat. Like this is just grooming or this is just been told to me by somebody else that I should always be watching my back for competition. And like the more you see people as helpers and people that can connect you with other people. We can't control what the other people think, but like when that's where you're coming from, you're going to just have a better experience of your business and, and your life in general. And you're using your intuition and those instincts because when it is no good, you know, you mm -hmm. feel it. But most of the time, if you're just going off that conditioning, you're closing yourself off to opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say about what it is that you do and who you help before we wrap up the show today? Oh, well, I think the most important thing to remember is that your message matters, right? Like, what if that thing you're still a little afraid to share is exactly what someone needs to read or hear to change or maybe even save their life. It's time to be brave about this. Share the vulnerable story and step out. And it's really not about you anymore. It's about that person who might hear it. And so I'm here to help you do that. I love it. Where can people find you, Laura? You can come over to bravehealer.com or lauradefranco.com. Both will point to the same place and connect with me. I'd love to set up a chat. Um, you can find out about all the programs there, plus Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, you guys. I'm all on those three platforms as well. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll have links to everything in the show notes. So you guys can just refer there for all the information on how to get a hold of Laura. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. We'll be back shortly with more. Till then, have a great week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a minute and rate and review the podcast. I appreciate it. For more information, please follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach. And check out my website, www.themfrcoach.com for more information. If you are currently not working 20 hours or less and making six figures in your MFR business, I want to help you change that. 
Make sure you tune into the show and get on my email list so you never miss out on important trainings and information. To be the first to find out when we are enrolling next for my 12-month Business Foundations coaching program, get on that email list at www.vmfrcoach.com backslash join. Inside this program, you'll learn how to raise your rate, overcome objections, and sell MFR. You'll become the MFR therapist that never under-earns and never burns out. It's up to us to make MFR mainstream, and it starts with you and your successful MFR practice. See you next week.